every son and every daughter, everyone sing a new
the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging seas. My God, He holds a victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals, we sing to the God who saves, we sing to the God who always makes a way. As He hung upon that cross, and He rose up from that grave, my God still rolling songs away. There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we walk the quiet. We shout out your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing
unshaken Savior, if you got chains, He's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it. You can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. You believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Here's a verse for you, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is the New King James Version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's a great verse. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's true for all of us. I think this is something we hold in common. Uh, there are some old things from our lives that we need to leave in the past. Amen? Uh, someone came up to me recently and said, Brother Ron, I need you to pray for me. Um, I'm having a hard time forgiving myself for some things that I've done in my life that I'm sorry for, but I just can't seem to for forgive myself. Does anybody else have that struggle? I think we all do. God is quicker to forgive me than I am to forgive myself. And the truth is, as we face every new day, and thank you, Jennifer, for that reminder this morning, that, that celebrating the newness that is out there for us in Christ is not just a, a New Year's Day theme. It is a daily theme. That every day be, can become new as we follow the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah wrote it in Lamentations. It's one of those famous verses. 
His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Every day God brings newness to our lives. And sometimes I miss it because I'm hung up on the old things. I'm hung up on what I wish had gone differently. And, and the truth is, if you know, I remember when I was taking driver's ed, um, they told us, first of all, hands at the 10 and 2 position. Jenny Daly says that's changed. It's the 9 and 3 now. Um, so it's amazing how things change, amen? <laughs> but uh, something that hasn't changed is our instructor would tell us, if you watch the rearview mirror too much and you don't look out the windshield as, as much as you should, you're going to be all over the road. Because if you look behind you, you're not anticipating what's in front of you, and it really impacts how you're able to keep your lane. Hey, I read this morning in my news feed about a guy that got pulled over uh, on the Audubon driving his Tesla doing 70 miles an hour. He was fast asleep. And the police said they knew that, that he was sleeping. He was laid back in his seat. His eyes were closed. And when they pulled in front of him and slowed, the vehicle slowed. You know how those auto-driving vehicles are. And so finally they got him awake and they pulled him over. And he had devised a weighted device that was attached to the bottom of his steering wheel because those systems are such that you have to keep your hands on the steering wheel for auto drive to, to, to stay engaged. So he rigged it uh, where there was weight on the steering wheel and he just was taking a nap until he got to where he was going. What? Um, if you don't keep your eyes on the road ahead of you, you're going to miss some grand moments and some grand opportunities. And so in this verse... The Apostle Paul is challenging the Corinthian believers with this whole idea that if you will be intentional about being in Christ, which has to do with accepting Him, having faith in Him, but it also is not only a matter of acceptance uh, in a moment, but it is daily acceptance of where He is taking us, following Jesus where He is leading us. And I am, I am just, I feel so called in these days, and you've heard me say it a number of times now, how can we help each other take our next steps in following Jesus? Because we need to help each other in seeing that, that call of God upon our lives and knowing the directions that He would have us to take. Now, we have to be intentional about it as individuals, but we also have to be intentional about it as Sunday school classes, as leadership groups, uh, as, as teams of ministers in the life of the church. What is it that the Lord is leading us to do next? What is it that, that we need to let go of in order that we might move in the directions that God would have us to move? And part of that letting go of is forgiving ourselves for falling short in the past, however that applies to our lives or to our church or to our, our fellowship groups. How is it that we can let go of some of those things in order to move in the directions that God would have us to go? I love a new calendar. I, I just, I love a new calendar because it's just wide open with opportunities to move in whatever direction I need to move with my life. It suggests that there's a newness, that there's a freshness, that there's an opportunity now to start over on some things. Uh, we make our resolutions, and they say resolutions don't 
um, generally even make it out of January. You know, we get started well and then we, we fall back. What can we do to hold ourselves accountable as individuals, uh, as families, to those things that God is bringing us to that have to do with the newness that He is wanting to, us to experience? Because I really believe there are some new pathways that God has for all of us uh, to encounter in our lives. Uh, but again, y'all, we've, we've got to get out of the... Uh, living in, in such a, a, a determined way that we miss out on the newness that God is wanting to bring to our experience. Um, maybe you need to, to approach your daily Bible reading differently this year, you know? Um, maybe uh, you need to get off of the treadmill of how you've done it now for however many years. Maybe you need to take a fresh approach. So, I, I'm such a, a, a person who's checking off the boxes and want to hold myself accountable. For years, I used the one-year Bible. And it's a great tool. It really is. And then I realized one year that I was reading it more uh, from, from the standpoint of wanting to say, okay, I got it done today. And the Lord kind of called, called me on it and, and said, hey, you know, uh, I want you to change it up a little bit. And so I remember that year I decided, okay, I'm going to read, I'm just going to read the New Testament this year. And some might say, well, wow, you went from reading the whole Bible several years in a row to just reading the New Testament. Well, you know, certainly you're going to end up reading some Old Testament passages, but I got off of that treadmill of doing it the same way. I, I wanted, I, I didn't want it to just be an activity of, of, um, of obligation I wanted it to be relational I wanted God to speak to me I didn't want to just go and read it and you know you can get on autopilot like that guy in that Tesla and not pay attention and just kind of, you're getting from A to B but you're missing the trip he was asleep on the Audubon missing the trip as he was on his way and sometimes we do that in our discipleship we we get into these routines and we do the same thing year after year after year well last year I read through the Old Testament Oh yeah, I read some New Testament passages, but I didn't. I didn't do it chronologically like I like I would do it so often. And this year, I said, Lord, I read the Old Testament last year. What do you have for me? And I went through U version and I looked at all the different plants. Y'all, there's a wealth of opportunity out there for us now. It's a different day. It used to be I had to keep my one-year Bible with me, physically with me from day to day, or I would fall behind. Now it's, it's on my phone. You know, I just pull it out. And, and so I looked, and I found a plan that is the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. I've never done it that way. I, this year I'm going to read through the New Testament, and I'm going to read Psalm and Proverbs. So this morning I started the, uh, the application and it was uh, a passage from Philippians, the first chapter. Boy, that threw me for a loop. I'm, I'm like, did, did this guy not know that the New Testament starts in Matthew? And he, so I'm already, I'm off, I'm off the routine. And, and so Philippians, I wasn't expecting that. And I read Philippians, and then I read Psalm 1. Um, and, and it blessed my heart. I'm, Bible reading needs to be a part of our daily discipleship if we're serious about following in the footsteps of Jesus. We, but we've got to find the relational way that God would have us to give ourselves to that activity in order for it to be the most beneficial. Now, for some, you read all the time. Not just the Bible, but you read books. And then I have some of you who say to me, I, I don't read. I haven't read a book since I got out of school.
and I'm going to challenge you to read a book this year. To pray that God will lead you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a book about the Bible. It could be a book on, on another topic. As, as Tony said, church appropriate, okay? Church appropriate. But, but find, find that something where someone is expressing their discipleship or their view of life that will help you to break out of seeing things the way you've always seen them. And reading can do that for us. And um, don't start out, if you're not a reader, don't start out with war and peace, okay? Uh, find, something, find something that's easy uh, to read and to enjoy. But I'm telling you, it's important for us to be readers, for us to hear other ideas expressed, it helps us to grow in our understanding of the world around us and the discipleship that God has called us to. Uh, visit some place this year you've never been before. S several years ago, it dawned on Becky and I, every time we would take a few days off, go to Myrtle Beach. I mean, that's a great place to visit. But we do the same things over it, go to the same places shopping, go to the same places to eat. Um, and we said, you know, we're not getting any younger. And I remember the year that we said, we've never been to New York City, we're going to go to New York City. And you say, well, I, don't, I, don't, I hadn't lost anything there, I don't want to go there, that's fine. But you need, to get across the, you need to get across the Watery River sometime, you know. You need to venture out and, and, and see some places and experience uh, the, the grandeur of, of what God has created. I'm excited with a group of us going to Israel again. This will be my third time. Uh, the first time, it was brand new, and I was overwhelmed. The second time, uh, I had been there before, and, and I experienced another layer that I, that I didn't even see the first time, and, and I know that will happen on this third trip. But the glory of it is, is if you've been somewhere and you go back, take someone with you who's never been there before and experience it through, through their experience of that place for the first time. Where, where have you always wanted to go and you've never gotten around to, to going there? Go there this year. Venture out. Take the opportunity to see some places, to experience uh, diversity of culture and, and diversity of landscape. It's amazing how God will use that in our lives, truly. There's something about getting off the beaten path and getting to a new place, geographically speaking, that can open up our spirits in a way that, that we didn't realize we needed to be opened up. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how that can happen. You can, you can become so used to being around here or close at, at hand and never venture out, and um, you'll be amazed at how it will open the windows of your soul to venture out and experience some of what's out there to experience. Now, for you to really enjoy this new year that God has put before you, you might have to decide to leave some baggage behind that you've been carrying for too long. And that could be that what I said in the beginning, that unforgiveness, uh, unforgiveness toward others, unforgiveness toward yourself. It, it may have to do with uh, just a, a habit that has become a part of you and, and you wish it weren't a part of you. you might, it may be time. It may be the time to lay that aside 
in order to open up a whole new realm of possibility in your being as a, as a person who is following Jesus. Um, I, I thought about some things. I thought, I want to laugh more this year. I want to enjoy what is there to enjoy. Um, and I, I want to let go of anger more quickly this year. Um, the Bible says that there's a time to be angry um, and then there's a, there's a time to forgive. And, but you know what? If, if we're not careful, there'll be more anger than forgiveness if, if we let it go. And so I want to forgive more quickly and, and not be so um, angry about things that, that haven't gone my way, whatever that represents. Uh, the Bible says, be slow to speak and quick to listen. I want to do that this year. I want to I hear more and, and say less. And God's been challenging me in that realm uh, to kind of set back sometimes and just be quiet and listen to what's being said without piping in and, and offering my two cents. And um, I want to do that more this year. I want to hear what's being said around me. I, I want to encourage people more and criticize them less. Um, and, and get this. I, I want to encourage them more um, in the way that, that I hold them my, in my heart when they're not there. What am, what am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. Sometimes we say something about someone that we would not, we would not dare say to their face, like a criticism. Um, here's what I'm saying. I, I want to listen to what my dad preached all those years. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. I want to be more like that. Because let's face it, y'all. If we make it, um, if, if we make it our purpose, there are no shortage of faults to find in the lives of those around us. But what good does that serve? I want to encourage more and criticize less. I want to give more and keep less. Um, I'm definitely not a hoarder. Um, but the other day I, I, uh, I realized I had a couple, well, for one, I had a Carolina's Jake DeLome jersey. How many years ago was it that he played for Carolina Panthers? I mean, over, over a decade, right? It's been a long time ago. I bought that shirt because I went to a game with Ron Freed and a few other, Matt Herod, my son-in-law, and a few other guys one Sunday. Took a Sunday off, talk about venturing out, got someone to preach, and went to a Carolina Panthers game on a Sunday. Got up there, and it was cooler than I thought it was going to be, and so I thought, I need to, I need to cover up a little bit. I'll be cool, I'll buy a jersey, and I'll put that another layer over top. You know, I wore that, I paid $100 for that jersey, and I wore it that one time. Because I'm not the guy you're going to see me, that you're going to see at the mall with a Carolina Panthers jersey on. You, you got me? Well, we were down 
visiting Tommy and his family and found out that Jack, my five-year-old grandson, is a die-hard Carolina Panthers fan. Go figure. Five, I, I came home, I put that jersey in an envelope and sent it to him, and it's been hanging in the closet for, over, for probably 15 years. And it made that little fella so happy, they sent me a, a video of him putting that thing on, and I mean, it just swallow, it drowns him. But he was so tickled to get a care. I want to keep less and give away more. Um, there's something about giving that should always involve the heart. If we're only giving away what we don't want, then we really haven't started to give, have we? It's when we give what we really would like to hang on to that we are sharing a piece of our heart with someone else. I want to, I want to be a giver. I, I don't want to be a keeper. I, I want to be generous. I, I, I don't want to be a hoarder. I, I don't want to be one who is grabbing and holding on to just in case when there are people all around us who don't need something just in case, they need something to survive this day. So Lord, how would you have me to be more of a giver as I move into the year 2023? We're never going to get it perfect. Because perfection is, let's face it, it's unattainable. But we can make progress. But progress is about the next step. And if I'm not taking next steps, and if you're not taking next steps, which means we are venturing out, we're moving beyond where we have been or where we are, we're moving to a new place in a new moment. If we're not taking next steps, we're dying. You can't stand still in following Christ. You're either moving forward or you're backsliding. You're either making progress on the journey or you are dying in status quo. And so as I was thinking about all this, I thought, Jesus, I need you to call to me in a way that I can plainly hear you from day to day, that I might find that newness that Paul was writing about in 2 Corinthians 5.17, when he says the, the old has gone and everything has become new. Lord, I want some newness in my life this year. I, I don't want to just be what I've always been. I want to be better. In my relationship with you, Lord, and in my relationships with the people around me, I want to be better. I don't want to be treading water. I want to be making progress. One of my favorite verses in the last couple of years has come to be Psalm 90:17. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And so Moses is offering this as a prayer recorded in Psalm 90. And he's saying, Lord, I want your hand to be upon me. I want your beauty to be realized in my life. And I want you to have your way with me. That's what he's saying when he says, establish the work of our hands, O Lord. He's saying, have your way with me. Let, let my hands do what you would do. Let my heart feel what you would feel. Let my eyes see what you would look upon. That you would glory in. 
I can't tell you how many times this year as I was making entries in my journey, in my journal, that, that I ended entries with, establish the work of our hands, O Lord. Have your way with us, Lord. You be the potter and let us be the clay, as Jeremiah said in his prophecy. And you mold us into the vessel that you would have us to be, and then you fill us with the spirit that you would have us to to carry around in our lives and make us useful, Lord, to your glory as we live out our days. The closer you get to the end, the more you realize how much every day counts. I wish I had been overtaken by these biblical truths that I'm sharing this morning earlier in my life. Who here would would not say, I wish I had saved more earlier? Right? Because they they preached to us about compounded interest. Compounded interest. Yeah, but I want to go do this now. If you keep putting off what's in your heart to do, you might end up being in a position in your life where that opportunity goes away and doesn't present itself anymore. How many stories have I heard about people who in their aging, moving toward retirement, had determined, I'm going to travel more. But when they got around to traveling, their bodies weren't able to travel. If we keep putting off the next steps that are being shown to us by God and His Spirit, if we keep putting it off, we might end up at a place in our lives where it's no longer an opportunity to take that step. Now is the time. Not next year. Not when I get to this place in my... Now is the time to think better, to do better, and to be better. Now. The old has gone. There'll never be another 2022. The new has come. Establish the work of our hands, Lord. Help us to take advantage of every opportunity that you are making available to us as we intentionally devote ourselves to the next steps that are represented in our following Jesus. I want you just to bow your your heads, if you will, and if you're comfortable to close your eyes, close your eyes, 
And I want you just to take a moment. Envisioning what your next steps are. What are you feeling called to this morning? Does God want you to be a part of the missions trip to the Lakota Indian Reservation in June? I don't think I could ever do something like that, but is God calling you to do that? Is God putting something in your heart that maybe you need to be a part of the next group that goes to the Holy Land? to finally experience what is there to be experienced? Is, it, is God leading you to a different job? Maybe even a different profession? Maybe even calling you to full-time ministry? What are the next steps? Is this the year that you need to plug into one of the Sunday school classes here at First Church and become a part of a small group that is opening the Bible from week to week, making application of the truth to your lives? What is it? Is this the year that you need to find a way to give more away for those who need what you have to offer? Lord, I pray that as we think about these scenarios, that we would listen for what your Spirit is saying to us. That you would show us the book you'd have us read. That you would show us the way that you would have us to approach our daily Bible reading. That you would show us the opportunities that we have to pray more, to to just be in communion with you more. Lord, the more we pray, the more we'll love. The less we pray, the less we are in your presence, the less we will be given to loving relationships with one another. And of all the things that Jesus said, Jesus said that they'll know you're my followers because of the way you love each other. What do I need to forgive? Lord, what do I need to cease being angry over? Lord, what do I need to stop criticizing that I might be more encouraging? Bring us all to the newness that you have for us in 2023. No more excuses, Lord. Show us our next step and give us the grace to take that step. In Jesus' name, amen. Who are we that you would be mindful of us? What do you see that's worth looking our way? We are free.
Such a time. 